Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Salam, going up on, falling on the record. I'm Eric Tribal Judah. Salam, this is Brother Shedrick, Tribal Judah, and welcome to Thursday Night Fellowship Line. The time now is 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 o'clock p.m. Central. And um, I just wanted to know if uh, Minister Priest was online yet. Shalom, brother. You sound really low. Okay. Is that better? Yeah. Yes, sir. How are you today, brother? I'm I'm good, brother. I can't complain. How about yourself? I am decent. Okay. Um, I yield the floor to you, brother. Uh, Brother Shedrick, what are your thoughts on this Monique Netflix thing? Say that one more time, brother. What are your thoughts on Monique and and her Netflix? She's telling Negro to boycott Netflix. Um, I, well, here's the thing. I'm, I'm for, uh, I guess you'd say supporting her. I don't have Netflix. <laughs> I watch my movies for free anyway um, through streaming media. <laughs> so I don't worry about the whole thing with net, uh, uh, the whole boycotting Netflix. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, there's, it's a two-part argument. Uh, I've seen many people say, um, I'm not supporting Monique and her boycott because I get um, – Netflix, you know, for cheap, you know, cheaper than cable. I think I paid like $10 or such and such a month and this, that, and the other. And um, um, I've heard people say that she's not high profile enough for me to boycott with her. I've seen people say that. I've also seen people saying that um, she should have took the $500,000 and just shut up. Um, and I've also seen people saying that she should have not taken the five hundred thousand dollars because of what the contract actually in, in um uh caters to, and some people have actually called it um uh, a slavery contract, and um it's kind of like I support her um. It's not a whole lot of people fighting for what they think they deserve. Um, again, there are some people who are saying that, you know, she's not um, relevant uh, relevant right now, so she's not getting paid because she's not relevant. Um, and then there's some people who are saying that she speaks for a bigger issue. Um, women are getting paid uh, as much as, or black women are getting paid as much as their white counterparts or male counterparts, or what have you. 
I'm the type of person, I believe that everybody should fight for what it is that they believe in. Um, I do, to a certain degree, feel like um, we should support her in some way. Now, if you don't want to, you know, cancel your Netflix description, I don't think you should if you don't want to. Um, uh, but tearing her down is not making the situation any better, and I see a lot of our own people doing that. And not so much as focusing on the Netflix issue, but saying um, some really things about her character. I have seen some uh, videos about the sister where she, to be truthfully honest with you, the way that she's championing, quote-unquote, championing black issues, I've seen her do that since early, I don't know, 2000. So her doing it now is, is I guess you could say is not new to me. I think it's a, a different issue now because she found something that's personally affecting her. Um, and, you know, a lot of people say, you know, maybe she's just trying to benefit off of black people, you know, claiming uh, to be racist. Um, and I don't necessarily think it is, uh, I guess you could say, racist for a company to choose who they decide to put their money behind. I don't think that's racist, um, but I don't think that, however, she should have got $500,000, especially when you want her to take the $500,000 and then uh, not allow her to use uh, her material, her material for two whole years. The $500,000 is supposed to cover two, I mean, two years. Um, I don't know necessarily if that's a great idea since it's her content, but, you know, I mean, I'm not supportive. If she feels like she's worth more than $500,000, so be it. You know, that's just my stance on it. I yield, brother. Okay. So my next question to you, brother. <clears throat> is this racist? And is this sexist? Now, I'm saying in reality, not opinion, not emotion. But is it racist and is it sexist? I can't, I can't really hear your uh, last statement, brother. What did you say? Is this sex discrimination and racism or not? Hmm. I would have to say no. I would have to say no on the on the uh wait a minute, let me see if I can examine this question. I would say no because, again, the, the company has the right to pay whoever it is that they want to pay what they want to pay if if it's their platform. So, no, it's not racist, only because they also gave Dave Chappelle and uh, what's his name, um, uh, Chris Rock, an uh, outstanding amount of money. And... Um, they gave Amy Schumer $13 million, if I can recall. Um, so I don't really see 
um, how it's racist, so to speak. But I'm all for championing somebody, you know, getting their worth. And I yield. Do you think? Do you think she's worth twenty million dollars? Not, not. Do you think that she thinks she's worth twenty million? Do you think she's worth twenty million dollars? I don't think she's worth twenty million dollars. You think she's worth? I don't. 10? <laughs> Say that one more time, brother. What about ten million? Yes. Do you think she's funny? Yeah. I think she's funny. And that's just me personally. I think she's funny. Is there anybody on the line that believes is racist or sexist against Monique? No, I don't think so. I'm bringing this up to start this off for a reason. That's why I'm asking this. I'm bringing this up for a reason. Like, seriously. Cedric, you said you think she's worth $10 million. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen her do stand-up? Uh, last time I seen a Monique special, to be truthfully honest with you, was probably, um, when was it? I would have to say during the Queens of Comedy. And then the last, the very last time I uh, seen her do stand-up, but it was only a real, it was only a glimpse. So I don't really consider it uh, as uh, me watching the whole thing. Uh, I guess she was speaking about the whole issue um, between her, uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey, Tyler Perry, and... um, uh, I forgot what the other guy's name is. She spoke about that. So, um, yeah, I would have to say the last stand-up I actually saw her do was uh, Queens of Comedy. That was like some, uh, that was some years ago. Okay, have you ever heard of her doing any stand-up comedy special? Um. Other than Queens of Comedy. I've heard of it. I just never watched it. I guess I just never knew where to look for it. I could just say it that way. Okay, well, let me tell you. She has one. She only has one. Okay. And it's on Netflix. Now, wait a minute. Amy Schumer, Chris Rock, all of them have multiple stand-up shows. Not, True. I'm, I'm talking about specials that have been filmed. But even if even if you're dealing with um, Amy Schumer, which I never seen her stuff, but all of them have multiple, multiple years of doing stand-up comedy in front yeah. of large audiences, in front of very large audiences. 
Now, here's the thing. What I don't get, well, I do get, but it's all going to come down to this. He only has two, he has one solo stand-up that's on Netflix, or was at least before this started. And she had the other one, which was Queens of Comedy, and that's not her solo. Right. So all the things she's done over in a major comedy draw. Oh, so it's a lot of static coming through. Yeah, it's a lot of static, brother. We, I don't know if we can hear you. Static in my phone. It was like some. I don't. I don't. Are you driving or something, brother? I am not. Go, it's gone now. Okay. Maybe it was somebody logging in. But I'm it saying, makes, it makes sense what you're saying, brother Priest. Makes sense. I mean, listen. If I if I say Chris Rock, I know bigger than bigger and blacker. I know um, Kill the Messenger, um, various comedy specials that he's done on HBO and he's done himself. Mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle, done him softly, is one. Um, But he's done several ones. Monique only has one. Mm. She probably has more than one. But there's only one that you can find with that that's her. Right. Now I can't see in my mind, I can't see how she can compare herself to someone like Chris Rock, who's been and Monique has a, has Monique ever been on HBO? Has she been no. on has she ever been on um what's that one show? Death Comedy Jam, has she ever been on there? Mm-mm. How in the world is this discrimination? I don't see it. I got a question for you, Brother Priest. Yes, ma'am. Critically thinking, okay, does that not show her state of mind consciousness? Because she would, she would, uh-huh. I would think she would humble herself at this particular time and take that opportunity to get her resume, you know, put that on in her on her track record to excel upwards, you know, to go upwards. Don't you think? What do you, what's your opinion on that? That's actually what I'm leading at is that it does show her state of mind consciousness. That's, that's my point. Like, like, really, hold on. Like, wait a minute, Monique. She says she's the most decorated comedian alive. <laughs> How is that possible? And you don't even have a comedy special that anybody can find outside of the one that's already on Netflix. <laughs> well, I'm not been in. Excuse me. <laughs> what was that? Oh, that was the brother signing in. Where I'm. 
So I'm saying, has this woman lost her mind? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, what about that is racist? It's not. It's not. They're paying her for her worth. And <laughs> not only not only she 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 making a um a world tour by going around the whole world just um spilling that same information. Is that damaging to her brother priest? When she, don't you think that's kind of damaging to her to do that? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But what's worse than everything is that. She's playing a victim role, and she's mm-hmm. shown the state of mind of Negroes in general who are asleep, and they want to cry racism, and they want to cry sexism when she has no credentials, period, to be able to stand and say that she deserves to get Chris Rock type of money or Dave Chappelle type of money. Now I can understand Amy Schumer. She she's new in the game, or whatever. I get it. But if Amy Schumer comes out smoking like she did, and Amy Schumer is selling out all these arenas, mm-hmm. and Amy Schumer is in high demand. She's in high demand. That I mean, if you sell it like like uh, Amy Schumer sold out Madison Square Garden. And they said she sold it out a couple of times. That's a lot. That's a big deal, right? What's the like? Monique can't even sell out the bathroom at the Madison Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is wrong with her? And there's on uh, this page is. Do you know Sharma? What's his name? C H A R L A Charmonet. The guy. Okay, he says he doesn't agree with Monique's proposed next boycott over what she alleges is gender color bias. He says, when I heard you say that you wanted us to boycott Netflix because of racial and gender bias, I wanted to know why did you feel like you should have gotten whatever Chris Rock got, whatever Dave Chappelle got, whatever Amy Schumer got. We all know Monique is a legend, but we also know that those deals that Netflix are giving out are based on recent stand-up shows, he told the comedians during her appearance in the Breakfast Club Friday. I don't think Amy Schumer is funny, but she did sell out 50 arenas around the world, including MSG and HBO, one of her as well. So she created a bidding war on those stats. See, it's about that commerce. So I assume yeah. that the reason her number was at that place, he continues. So but he says that uh, he don't understand why she's going through all that. Now, if you've got a whole nation of people that think like that, she won an Oscar. She won an Oscar, and it wasn't for comedy. So just because she won an Oscar, that's what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to get all this money. Well, then talk to Halle Berry because she won it before you did, and it didn't guarantee her no top payday anywhere. And it's just, I'm saying, I. I I, I kind of agree with what, what Cedric is leading with, which is get what you think you worth. I get that. You know, try to get what you think you worth. But have a legitimate 
argument. And then you're trying to sabotage Netflix. Now, come on. Who would want to hire you? I saw I saw Whoopi Goldberg cut into her good. Did anybody see that? Yeah, I seen part of it. I didn't see the um the whole thing though. Well, she just basically said, "Look, um, when you are hired to do a movie, you're supposed to do everything with it." So Monique, Monique tried to act like. Um, they want her to do work without getting paid with the um, Precious movie. Now, I, I'm saying this because I, I want everybody to see the Negro mentality. <laughs> think what you want to think about it, but, you know, if you believe it's racism and all that, fine. Believe it. But let's look at the facts. No way in the world, if, that's, if they're racist, are they going to give Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. more than any Caucasian mm-hmm. comedian. No Caucasian comedian has gotten that much money. Hey, Minister, and not to mention, uh, and just to solidify your claim, they just gave Tiffany, I do not know how to pronounce this woman's last name. Is her name Hadish or Haddish? Haddish. Okay, they gave her eight hundred. Uh, they gave her eight hundred thousand dollars. Netflix. Yeah, she probably, she on fire right now though. I think. Yeah. yeah. But but she said I heard she it was for Showtime. But but she got the money before she signed, before she got famous. So she basically got starter money, and she signed that before she was in this. Mm-hmm. Like, no, in. no, no. Here's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it to justify Monique. I'm saying that Monique. By Monique basically saying that she got $500,000 and she's getting paid uh, low as a woman, then now people are asking her to explain, well, how come Tiffany Haddish has more money than you? And what you're saying is that, because I don't really know who Tiffany Haddish is. I never watched any of her shows or anything. I only learned about her this year. But if she's making more than Monique and and you're saying that she's just now becoming famous, it kind of... Cuts Monique's argument in half is in terms of the sexist and racist argument. Now, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. But like, I'm saying also, she got that as start money, and what's going to happen when she renegotiates? She's probably going to get millions. So, Monique is looking like a complete idiot in front of the whole world because, and, and, and here's my point, there are, there are a lot of our people that are supporting her. I don't think, no, let me rephrase that. What up, that boy? Yeah. How are everybody doing? Okay. Hey, can you go on mute, please? So, you know what? Um, everything is not a conspiracy against us. Everything is not racism. Everything is not sexism. And where there's evidence enough to prove that there's not, 
We got to wake the hell up. I got a question, Brother Priest. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so I read what the gentleman said about her. So she was in this interview, and this is what she responded to him. Now, I want to ask you, what is your opinion on what she said and what, how does this change the dynamics also? She says, when you hear this brother's voice come over the air, he does not have a value on black women and women of color, she said, adding, unless he knew all the information and he could back up his statements. But as we sit here and we did this interview, you begin to ask questions that you should have asked before you made that statement. What's your thought on that? Well, I watched that interview. I think that he's severely misguided. Her husband is out to lunch, and they're playing a victim role because I really think they might be somewhat desperate for money. Exactly, exactly. But no matter how you look at it, no, this is the bottom line. No matter how you look at it, there's no way in the world Monique's career justifies her getting ten million. Or what was it? No, thirteen million dollars. When she has never sold out an arena on record, period. It's never. I understand her being a legend in comedy, and you feel like you're valued at ten million. I got you. I can respect that. But just because you feel like you valued at that, why would we just – this This is what people don't seem to look at. Business is for the purpose of earning a profit, period. It ain't personal. It ain't racist. So why would I put $10 million into you, Monique, and I can't get $10 million back? So I'm taking a loss. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna take a business loss. Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle are probably gonna give you a hundred to two hundred million dollars for giving them twenty. They'll probably get two hundred million dollars just because Dave Chappelle's name is on there. That makes sense. Dave Chappelle was in Austin, Texas. Performing, that's one of the things he did on Netflix. They didn't even announce it in Austin, Texas, because they couldn't, because there would have been too many people, the tickets would sell out too quickly, there'd be people fighting. Monique came to Austin, Texas. He was in a comedy club. A little... Sister Adriana. Sister Adriana. So Monique is delusional, and here you got a whole gener- a whole people, our people, that think they deserve something that they have not earned. They think, oh, I'm a Negro, so just give me reparations money. You have no nation. You have no government, but you want us to give you reparations and I'm saying that's the same mentality. What, anybody, what's your opinion on what I'm trying to share here? 
Excuse me. Nation, may I speak? This is Monica. I agree with with you, Brother Priest, that um, she's delusional. I think that she's also in a desperate situation, and she thought that she could play the race card and maybe also play the... um, the other card and say say that it it was against her because of her her sex. She was hoping that something would stick, but it didn't. And and what she needs to realize is it's strictly business. If um, you don't want that amount, you're not going to get paid that amount. You know, I think she overvalued herself. She's maybe a one million dollar comedian compared to you know Chris Rock or any of the other comedians. And um, she went against Netflix, and she doesn't realize a lot of people depend on Netflix. I mean, for, for for those people that are still into the world, they live for Netflix on the weekends. You know, they, they all veg out and watch Netflix. So there's no way that they were going to pick Net, Monique over Netflix. So so she went into it with the wrong frame of mind because she wasn't in her right frame, her right mindset. And she was thinking like a victim. And, and she's feeling like that someone owed her something. And they don't owe her anything that she didn't work for. And I yield. Glad you said that the way you said it. That's what's wrong with our people, and we have to we have to earn our way. We earn our way back to our glory mm-hmm. by our surrenderance to the law, statutes, and commandments, and our correct behavior. Not shifting the blame on the other people. Not being lazy, shiftless bums. So. When we see these types of things, we need to look at them and say, hey, is this really racist? Is it really racist? Or is this individual out to lunch? And what I'm telling you is you're going to find more and more times that all the things that our people have been crying racism over have never been racist, never been about that. It's not even racist. To be perfectly honest with you, it's not even racist to have a black and white bathroom. I mean, what's racist about that? It's like it, it's uncomfortable, but it's like it's kind of like saying, um, "You're in my house, and I have a guest bathroom. You're not going to use my master bedroom bathroom," and it's not racist. But this is exactly what they're trying to say. Like, we built this. This is my house. This is my master bathroom. There's a guest bathroom over there. Now, when you look at it that way, it doesn't sound racist at all. You're a guest underneath these people who built this government. And, yeah, they built it on our slave labor. Hell, I mean, that's our punishment. So... You know, you you have a you might have a guest bedroom. You might have somebody spend the night. You're not gonna have them sleep in your master bedroom. You're not gonna have them going all in your closet and all in your your dresser drawers. No, that's not their place. Well, we can look at how we've been treated through those eyes. Then we can separate mistreatment from reality. Like two dogs, excuse me, two cats 
They don't even want to use the same kitty litter. I mean, come on. We got to wake up. We're not victims. We are great people. We've done great things. So we can return. And the only thing stopping us is us taking responsibilities for our wrongs and our rights and then just going and taking care of ourselves. So enough of this, um, you know, uh, let's integrate with them. I mean, let's – I live around a number of Caucasian people, but there's also Africans and Chinese people around here. But in reality, naturally, feel more. Look, we don't even talk to each other in this neighborhood. Yeah. We don't. Not that, not that in the Negro neighborhood we talk to each other. But I guess I know I grew up feeling more comfortable around my own people all of the time. But now I don't feel that way because I think it's too dangerous. You might get killed. Get around Negroes all the time. I just wanted to open with that. So, Shalom, uh, I wanted yeah. to say one more thing. Our people, from studying the scriptures, until the time when they went to horn around with other nations and other gods, uh, we were known as a humbling people. And even so, you know, I talked to a lot of people um, today, elders, and they said that the characteristics of the older people back in the days, such as, you know, our great-great-grandmothers and stuff, they were uh, grandfathers, they were humbling people. And I've been around a lot of people today, and our, our people have lost that humility. You know, they're not, they don't have that gratitude. They don't express that gratitude, which is a... Uh, karma or law of attraction if you're grateful for something even 500,000 she could do things with that I mean you know and for the love of money that greed has overcome us and I think that if uh, she had just humbled herself uh, accepted the fact and moved her way on up maneuvered her way on up because in the Netflix that could you know take you to a higher uh, level of, of playing so she's just like Sister said, and we all think she's probably strapped for money and wants to use that as a race car, but her humility is nowhere to be found, and I yield. Yeah, she's definitely not um, humble. She's saying she's the most decorated comedian. That is insane. She's, a bear. she's trying to say she's more decorated than Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock? Nah, what? nah. Uh-uh. That's, that's crazy. Uh-uh. Any her, statement, her statement's more funny. It's funnier than her her comic ability. <laughs> no, really, the, the fact that she thinks that she's that you know that much, she's not that funny. Uh-uh. Eddie so, Murphy. What about Eddie Murphy? Should be on the. If anybody wants to complain, right, <laughs> right, exactly. And he's a humbling man. You don't hear too many problems out of him. Mm, well, yeah. What about Kevin Hart? He's the biggest comedian on the earth today. So she's yeah. more dedicated than Kevin Hart? Right. Are you crazy? Like, what in the world is this woman smoking? <laughs> <laughs> green. And, yeah, I think, I think she was green, green. a while ago, and she she was saying that um, Oprah and a lot of the other people, 
if she had a penis, they could suck it. She said something like, excuse my... Mm. Wow. She was I'm... real cool when she said that. So I think she really, um, she messing it up for herself in the future by, you know, attacking mm-hmm. up that she claimed, you know, they don't have her back through this situation or whatever. How you? Well, well, look at this. I'm glad you brought that up. So you can go and use all this vulgarity and use this vulgarity towards Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey. Um, what's that other lady? Uh, oh, no. Daniels. Uh, Lee Daniels. She can hurl all this vulgarity and then come out on some noble principle. How, it don't work. No, it's, it's you, no. You can't straddle the fence. You got to be either or, or. Right, and she uh, what's the Kim uh, Whitley? She attacked Kim Whitley. She attacked yeah. Cheryl Underwood. She's made enemies, and eventually that comes back to haunt you. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't all of a sudden try to fight some noble principle when you up here using the most vulgar language and disrespectful language, and then you want to turn around and claim to be you're fighting for the future of your baby. The baby. I mean, what the... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, um, oh, brother yeah, Chris, Sister Adiana, I want to interject a little bit, too, because you mentioned um, Tyler Perry, and of all people, she attacked him, and he had some pretty humble beginnings, and he shared it. And, you know, he also didn't forget where he came from. He reached back and he helped a lot of um, brothers and sisters too when he got, you know, when he got up uh, on his feet. And um, for her to uh, attack him, not just him, but all the others, like you said, that um, were mentioned, the way she just burned a lot of bridges, which is just not a good thing to do Mm -mm. when you especially are a public figure, but just Period. According to the scriptures, even though obviously she's not dealing with that aspect, which is one of the reasons why I guess she's so far off the limb. You know, went so far off the limb, and with that, I yield. Okay. Yeah, and, and I want to say this to everybody here. Um, I want you all to remember this very, very diligently. Please, please remember this. What you're witnessing with Monique is a state of mind that is not right. Nope. It's totally, totally not the right mind. He lives in a total fantasy world. I, I mean, and, and the point is, too many of our people are like that. Too many of our people have that same type of state of mind. Don't appreciate what they have. Don't appreciate what they're offered. I said this in one of these classes, listen. I don't know who I said this to, but I want you all to hear me good. You're telling me that Caucasian people are racist all across the board. They hate niggas. Right? This is what I hear all the time. The white man's the devil. They're racist. Right? Okay, listen to this. My mother-in-law has her situation. 
Meals on Wheels shows up to our door every single day. And it is never a Negro. They come to our door and deliver food for my mother-in-law. So the other day, they came and delivered food. Then the guy came back later in the day and said, oh, I forgot this. Got a cat in the house. The man gave us cat food. I mean, what? Like, all the nurses that have come to help her, all of her friends, all of her Negro friends have not stepped foot over here. They don't even call and check up on her. Her Caucasian friends have come and prayed with her, have brought her gifts, have given her money and all types of stuff. But not one of her Negro friends has done one <laughs> damn thing for her. Not one. So, listen. We have some uh, this problem with our people, and it has entered into this nation. Most of it has been is gone from the beginning when we started officially. Um, well, officially, I brought it out publicly January of 2011. Since that time. There have been a number of people who have come into this nation who have had the the most uh, sickest minds. Some people, a lot of people have been healed from those mind states. But I'm talking about where everything that they do is the world is against them. Everything they do, they're a victim. Um, everything outside of them is wrong. Mm-hmm. They don't. They can't admit when they're wrong. When they're when it's pointed out out of love that they're wrong, they get angry. They get volatile. They attack. They can't. They're wrong. They're visibly wrong, but they won't admit it. They get angry and then they attack. There have been a couple of people in this nation like that. My point is, we have to understand that is a really sick mind. That's a really um, mentally impaired life. But however they got there, who knows? Maybe some of them are legitimate victims, and I'm sure some of them are. But I don't care how much a victim you are. At some point, you got to be honest with yourself and look at your contribution to what has gone wrong in your life. And if nothing else, at least be able to admit when you did something wrong. That's true. True. But so when you see these people, can't admit wrong, but always argumentative, drama follows them. Every day they argue with somebody. I want you to see this. This is why 
we're profiled. This is why we were segregated. This is why there must be designated places for people that are in that state of mind that are separate from people that are not. Hopefully everybody understands it. Brother Kendrick, what are your thoughts on that? Salam, Salam, Nation. State of mind, consciousness is the key to truth. The unity factor, it would help us all be on the same page and understanding where we need to go, what we need to do, and how we do it to get it done. And when somebody's out of whack, it, it, it literally reflects on them. And you can you can see it for what it is. Unfortunately, they may not see it themselves, but those of us on our side of the coin can and do see it. And it's very important that the state of mind consciousness be corrected in order for us to continue to progress and grow. I hear. Sir, if they're going to stay with us, they got to correct it. That, that's got to be corrected. It can only be corrected if they want to correct it. They want to correct it, and they put in the work to work on themselves to correct it, then that is worth the effort. They've been too far gone to where they're not going to be cooperative and they only know how to be disrespectful and they really don't have any place around any civilized people. So anyway, I'm going to go on to the uh, I'm going to the free conference, uh, free screen sharing. Hello, Brother Free. This is Dr. Crystal. I just want to add something before you move forward. Um, you know, just like we're studying in class, you have so much pride and you're so into yourself, you know, it makes you be unrealistic with yourself and with your decisions. And, you know, I have uh, looked at some of Monique's com- comedy and she does use a lot of profane language, but she is always, her um, comedy seems like she's always on the defensive and it shows in her uh, daily life because she's always been like you said, some altercations with other people, and I yield. She is. I'm glad you said that. That's a good point. She is always getting altercations with other people. And then she seems a little bit arrogant about it. And it's like, what? How are you this delusional? Um, hold on one second. Hey, mother. You okay? Okay, can everyone hear me? Yes. Yes. One moment. Okay, so um, we're going to go to free screen sharing. So uh, if anybody can log on, please log on. Uh, 
I forgot that quick what I was about to do on here. I'll figure it out. Trump dated a black woman, so he's not racist. I don't believe he's racist either. But I do believe he is a nationalist. And I do believe he's going to deal with his own people first. And he should. Um, hey, Brother Priest. Sir. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I'm going to be in and out um, tonight. Just to let you know. This is Akramia. I'm going to finish out my phone. My brother moved his apartment. Oh, yeah. That's good, brother. That's good. You feeling okay? Yeah, I'm feeling a whole lot better. I still got to get this mucus out my lungs, though. Oh, man. Yeah, man. That's deadly, brother. Well, yes, sir. I understand. No problem, brother. All right, I'm going to be in and out, so um, I'm going to still be here, but I'm going to be in and out. No problem, brother. No problem. All right, All right sure. Come on. So I wanted to show everyone this first. Uh, I showed some others this yesterday, but I want to start off with this. Hold on. Mob Dro, M O B D R O dot com. It's going to reroute you to mobdro dot T O. What this is, what this is, is an app that you can download to your phone or to any Android device. It could be um, a pad. It could be any of those, I don't know, what are those things called? Like, um, I don't even remember the name. They're like laptops, but they're not laptops, whatever they are. If it's an Android, you can download this to your computer or your um, Android phone, and this will have free um, cable channels like HBO, Stars, Encore, stuff like that. It will have them for free. Now, the, the only thing about this is that it has a lot of ads But, and you have to update it constantly, like every couple of days. But you can watch HBO. I use this, um, I put it into my computer, I mean, um, my Android. And Hold on, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I put this into uh, my Android device, 
you can get an Android device as a streaming media player anywhere, really. It's pretty inexpensive. But I use this on my Android device, and I watch all of the uh, sports stuff, like uh, the, the boxing match that came on Saturday night, heavyweight title. I'm really into boxing. Any UFC fights, I'm I'm really into mixed martial arts. So all the when the pay per views and they had the fight the, uh, earlier this year, last year, I mean, Canelo Triple G fight. Um, I use this. There's a lot of channels on this. They have regular channels like ABC, NBC, CBS. They have all the cable channels. Like PBS, TNT. I don't remember if they have BET or not, but have basically most of those channels you can find, and they have a whole lot of international channels. So a lot of times those sports, the sports that they charge us for over here in America, they don't charge people in other countries. So for that reason. You can use an app from another country and watch the stuff for free on the Internet. And um, Brother Lean is the one that introduced me to this a couple years ago. um, And Brother Bernard has always introduced me to various websites and stuff that you can do the same. But I want to make sure that everybody knows this is free to download. Everything on here is free. You can download it to your phone, and then you can project it to your TV. I've done that a number of times before I had an Android device. I would uh, just project it to my TV, and um, I watched, I watched, what was that, Batman versus Superman? I watch that from my phone onto my TV. So um, that's before I knew how to put it onto the Android device. So yeah, so I hope hopefully everybody can benefit from that. If you cannot see it, I'm gonna say it again: m o b d r o dot com, dot com, and it's definitely worth it. Um, who is cuz? Who is cuz? Why? That's you, brother? Yes. Okay. I sure as heck didn't know who that was. All right, so that's one. Um, I'll go to the other one. This one is paid. This is directtvnow.com. Directtv Now is better than Directtv. Um, it's probably better than Netflix in a way. Now, we signed up for this over a year ago when they first released it. 
and we pay $35 a month for 100 channels. So now they're doing $35 a month for 60 channels, and I still think that it's worth it. Plus, you can get these other little codes and stuff. So I want to show you all something, um, how this works. Um, first of all, you need the Internet in order to use it. Second, you need some type of streaming um, player. You need like um, Fire Stick, Amazon TV, um, stuff like that. But you can get $35 a month, you get 60 channels, and here's all the channels. You get BET, you get ABC, um, I mean uh, AMC, you get all these different channels. Now, we have the 100 channels, but we don't pay the $60. We pay the $35 a month for those that can see it. So this is the one that we have. Now, I must, I'm saying I tried to tell people about this before, but, uh, you know, people didn't hear me when I was originally talking about it. Um, but the good thing is you can get the $35 a month thing, and then you can add, like, HBO, Cinemax, Showtime, you see, for an extra $5 a month. Okay, so um, you can do that. One more. Okay. This is Roku.com for the Roku streaming player. Um, you can put your... This is not an Android, so you can't use MobDraw on it. But you can watch Netflix. I have like three of these three different ones. I've been using this for probably, I want to say, six years, five years. And on here is um, you can make your own TV channel. So let me see. I'm going to show you the uh, our radio station TV channel. One moment. Um, so you can see, you can put Netflix, Amazon, all of these different channels on here, right? Well, the thing about this is they have tons and tons. If you buy a player, some of these players are like, um, they're like 30, 40, well, here's one, starting at twenty nine ninety nine. So you can get these players for like $30. And um, you have tons of applications that are free. So let me see. 
panel store. Okay, so you see, like, this, this is strictly was installed on our player. Now, we don't have all of these that are operational. If they have a monthly if they have a monthly fee, you can have the channel on your player, but that doesn't mean you actually have, you know, like presently we don't have Netflix. Um, we do have Hulu and Prime, but Netflix is on there. So you put these apps on your player, DirecTV Now. This one here, the Roku channel, this is a free movie channel. You get all a whole bunch of movies for free. But you can see some of the things. All, you see where it says here, install. These are all on on our player. We used to have HBO Go, and we used to have HBO Now. Um, they were like $5 or something like that. But, um, you know, now I can get it for free because I got mob drove. So, anyway, um, Showtime is installed, but we don't use it because we got mob draw. But all of these go onto your player. Does anybody have a Roku other than me? I think I do. <laughs> I guess that's what it is. Well, they have it's got, tons of- it's oh, got Cody and uh, mob draw on it. That's uh that's probably Amazon Firestick. Oh okay. Yeah, because uh, Amazon is an Android. So, um, you got tons of these, right? Uh, hopefully, it's gonna show Soul Science Radio. That's one of the channels. But my point is, this channel, this Soul Science Radio TV channel, has been up here for a couple of years, and it's installed in over 6,000 homes. So that means that there's at least 6,000 people through the Roku that are following Soul Science Radio. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm going to just try and do a search. Hold on one moment. There it is. Look, somebody gave it. One, two, three, four, five. They gave it all. This has been up here for a couple of years, and you can listen to the radio, you can watch movies, um, not movies, you can watch, um, you can watch music videos and concerts that are up there, so... 
if somebody is a musician and they got a music video, we have a television outlet. The Roku is in over 10 million people's homes just in America. This thing is all over the earth. Hmm. So it's in a lot of places. Now I'm going to show you, for those that can see, I wish everybody could see, but unfortunately not everybody can. I had to learn how to build this. So this is basically kind of like writing a website. But I'm going to show you um, some of this. You'll see. See all of these? These are all like dummy channels. Tribe Theater is unpublished. Some of these Tribes of Aboriginal Nations. This has been up here for probably, I don't know what, four years? But only those who know how to get to it can see it. So it's not um, in the public, although it's public. I just made this uh, last week or whatever, right before the event. I just made this. Black Biz Nexus. Tribes Theater. This is a Soul Science Radio private channel. You can see what I'm saying. Peace to the kingdom. Oh, this got rejected. But this one, oh, this is rejected when I want tried to do it public because I left something out. But you can see this right now. If you got a Roku, I could show you how to see it. So if you can see what I'm saying, this is how this works uh, for that. And I wanted to show people that um, I also have some video footage that I did back in 2014 um, of the channel working and I also have some other video footage of showing the radio station playing on the car radio like I was in the car tuned into the radio so my plan is to try and have that available for everybody to see next week all right, so I hope everybody got those couple of things. So um, anybody got any apps or anything they want to share with everyone? You mean like something that we've created or just something we downloaded off a of, uh, Play Store or Google Play or whatever? Yeah, anything you downloaded or anything. Um, I mean, I, I know I usually, I, I haven't had, well, I used to have a King James app on my phone. I don't know how many people actually have one, but I took it off because um, Minister Lynn brought me this huge Bible. I mean, this Bible is extremely huge, and I've been reading that like a long, long while. So um, I didn't, like I guess you say, see the need to have the app anymore but for those who, you know, want to have the app. Um, and at that time I didn't have a 1611 either. So that was why I had the app. Um, that and um, I don't know. 
uh, Food Lion app, you get free coupons and stuff like that. And the reason why I downloaded the Food Lion app is because they do give you coupons, and I'm trying to deal with that only because I know that you spoke when you spoke to us several times back, you mentioned how um, uh, bankruptcy uh, counselor, let me say it that way, mentioned to you that you should always try to buy uh, food at a discount or use coupons. So I'm learning at least attempting to try to do that. Um, so I just got the, uh, uh, what is it, the Food Lion app because they do give you coupons and they do give you, like, they have a rewards program too. So that's why I got it. Now you. Shalom. Hold on one moment, brother. Are you saying Food Lion, L-I-O-N? Yes. Food Lion. Okay. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Go ahead, okay. Yeah, there was another. Yeah, I'm not sure if anybody knows, but there's an app called Next Bus. So if you are taking public transportation, like the bus, for example, it would tell you the next time the bus is coming. All you got to do is... um you know, put turn your location on and then <clears throat> the nearest bus that is near to you that'll be arriving it would tell you in terms of minutes so you can time your commute and whatnot. Uh next bus like nextbus dot com. No, it's a Google it's on Google Play Store. So it's an app that you download. Okay. Um, I have the um, Walmart app on my phone. You guys have Walmart, right? Oh, uh, yeah, we do. It, Walmart's everywhere. I, yeah, we have. I thought they were. I was just checking. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I have the Walmart app, and with that Walmart app, you can um, you can do a lot of stuff. And one of the things I use it for is um, a family, some of my family members, like, we want to send money back and forth to each other. I mean, I have the Cash App, too, um, that's by Square, but the Walmart app, if I want to send it through Walmart so they can go and pick it up or vice versa, they can pick it up at any Walmart location. Um, I just do everything in my phone and, um, you know, putting in their name and their information and how much I want to send them. And um, and then it'll I'll get the reference number, which I can just text to them or whatever, or, or just call them and give it to them, then they go and they give that reference to them. When I go inside, and then I go inside the Walmart, and they have, like, the barcode scanner, and put your camera on it and scan that, and then everything will pop up in the computer. They'll have it. Once you get up to the line, they, they just pull it right up. And then you just, you know, give your card and pay the money or cash or however you want to pay it, and they the person can pick the money up from any Walmart, and I think they hold it for, like, seven days. Yep. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, forgot the other one I wanted to show now. Oh, we talked about this one before. One moment. Book, com. 
Um, what you can do with this, you can go through your library, pull out your books and scan it, and you can sell your books to this uh, this company. And um, they will give you money for it. So you, they, will, they will search out the highest bidder. Somebody say something? Yeah, I was. You know what I was just about to say, brother. I thought I thought about something. Um, uh, we were discussing um, blue book value. Do you remember we were discussing blue book value for uh, things you may have acquired? Uh, yes, sir. I just thought like this would have been a good way to find out how much your book is worth. Because um, all you have to do is put the IV and the ISBN and find out how much people are willing to pay for it, and you do the comparables, and you generate your idea for how much your book would actually be worth. I thought that was a good idea to find out how much your books may be worth. But that's just my that's what I got out of just this books got it. I yield. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but this is you can use the app for your phone. Directly to your phone, and you can make money off of this. So don't take this for granted. It's at least worth a try using it at least once. If you got books laying around in your house or whatever, at least try it once. Um. So what was the other thing I wanted to talk about? I mean, I was going to talk about this NCA. Well, let's just jump on this because it's 713, so. All right. MCA, I think one of the best things that I could say about this, yes, you can eventually make some money. You really don't want to get this unless you want to get it for the the um, benefits first for yourself. Because as you're learning how to make this work, you want to make sure that you understand how the benefits work and use them for yourself. If your job does not have benefits, this is an excellent program. You get $150,000 a year, over $150,000 a year, in benefit coverage pertaining to hospitals, prescription medicine, um, dental and vision benefits. So is anybody here that has a job that gives them dental benefits? Uh, anybody has a job with dental benefits? Shalom, yes, sir. Do they give you a percentage off when you go into the office? Yeah, it's like it's factored into my paycheck. So, like, yeah, we get a percentage discount off of, like, um, well, yeah, we do. We do. We get a discounted rate. So as long as whatever uh, clinic is within the network of the um, company that we choose to sign up with, within the benefits package, we get a discounted rate. Now, you just said something important. You said it's in fact, it's factored into your paycheck. Yeah, it's deducted out of our paycheck, yep. 
So what are they actually doing? This is what they're actually doing. They're signing up with these companies. They'll sign up with a company like NCA. And when you get hired, they take the money out and will pay NCA for your benefits. And you can do that yourself. So my point is, when you think about what this offers, you think about what this offers with just benefits alone. It's well worth it. You get these, EK just went to Hawaii. And you called me, brother. You said you used um, FTA for the discounts. Can you share that with us? Yeah, I used uh, the car rental thrifty, and I only had to pay 300 for six days. And so how much percentage do you think that was off, or how much did it save you? Uh, probably save me, like, uh, over $100, because usually, like, if you were to go straight directly to their website for six days, you're looking at maybe close to five hundred, six hundred dollars. And then, so you pretty, and then on top of that, um, you really get like fifteen and twenty percent off the price, the actual price for thrifty. That's just thrifty. The other ones is like I think five to ten, but thrifty has the highest discounted rate. They like fifteen or twenty percent. So that's why I use it. Great, great, great. So, one thing we got to get into our mind is that benefits do not start and stop with a job. Benefits can be, you can get your own benefits. Obamacare, which is the Affordable Health Care Act, so how it originally started was pretty honorable, but once I know because my stepson got in got in it, and after the first couple of months, and the Republicans start tweaking it, um, it started to really be not so great. Um, a lot of companies weren't even honoring it, um, and I'm telling you from experience. My stepson has epilepsy, and he we he had it, and he was using it, and all of a sudden, the companies were pulling out. They weren't accepting it. He couldn't use it anywhere anymore. And the only thing that we know about benefits is you get a job, you get some benefits. Or you get Obamacare, get some health care from the government, Medicaid, Medicare. Well, if you get $54,000 in hospital bills, and they'll pay for your stay in a hospital for an entire year for 365 days, or they'll pay part of the part of your stay uh, for 365 days. And that's what I'm saying. When you are thinking about your life, you wanna you want benefits if you don't have any. You definitely want that. And you really got to take that into consideration. So, all right. Uh, let me think. I think there's one more thing to speak on. I just got to remember what it is. 
Uh, anybody got any questions about anything on or off topic? Shalom, brother. Did you hear the uh, situation about the uh, basketball players? Um, uh, or let me say it this way. Did you hear about the situation that happened with the NCAA? The basketball players are now saying that um, they are now filing lawsuits against the NCAA because they uh, feel like they're being treated like slaves. I did not hear that, brother. Yeah, um, me and um, me and brother Robert were discussing it some time ago, and um, it's really interesting because when you look at the whole situation, and I guess it kind of plays until it kind of plays into the whole situation with Monique. Um, and based off of what we all discuss here, I'll say it this way. So the players are suing the NCAA because according to what I've actually read, I didn't know that the NCAA um, made like, I think they made like $9 billion or something mm-hmm. in profits. Um, I think it was just last year, I think. Um, and I also didn't know because I don't watch sports. I didn't know that the college players didn't get paid for playing in the NCAA tournament, but however, they do get uh, scholarships or whatever. So I'm like, um, as a matter of fact, how the whole situation came up, this, um, the students were trying to sue the NCAA uh, company, and uh, the NCAA kind of, uh, I guess you could say, um, rebutted their claims by trying to cite, um, I think, was it the 13th Amendment or something like that, saying that slaves should get paid base pay or something like that. Um, But Now, I don't know if the court went with that because, again, you're talking about uh, a sports arena. You're not talking about a prison. And these are not criminals. These are athletes. Um, but my opinion on the whole situation was I don't really know if the athletes understand that they have to deal with the schools per se because the company itself, they have a contract with the school, and they set it up with the school, you know, um, a certain way. So, and when those athletes come in and they agree to the term and conditions uh, with the school, I mean, how can you really be mad at the NCAA for them not paying you? When they have a contract with the school, they don't have a contract with you as an individual. You understand what I'm saying? So that was kind of my take on it. You know, not being that you didn't hear on it, hear about it, I mean, I don't know how much you can, you know, say, but that's just um, what I've uh, seen so far. I said I was going to try to follow a little bit more to kind of see the outcome. Um, but, yeah, it's um, – and there's some heavy uh, – uh, there are some other athletes that are actually speaking up on it. Let me, let me look it up. I want to – just so that you can read the article, I'm going to post it inside the um, free conference call. Um, whenever you get a chance, brother, that's all. I think. Um, 
Um, you know what? That's really not good. Um, I I do I blame America for this one situation that is critical. America has really dumbed down the people. And hearing you say that, that's really sad to me. I'm going to tell you why. Look, they're not slaves, period. Now, if you get in the NBA, then that would be different. Right. (laughs) Now, first of all, the NBA... The NFL have an auction block. <laughs> they call it a draft. It's an auction. They appraise the players through the, the NFL players through the combine. They actually do appraisals. That would be that would be considered if you stood out on the auction block and um, when they first bring out a piece of property, if you watch any auction. They first bring out a piece of property and give everybody a chance to look at it. Um, but it's examined before the property is even set out uh, for exact for um, public view. It's examined and it's appraised. Now, here's what I'm saying with the NCAA and, and basketball. When did you you go to the school? And you get a scholarship to play sports. And the scholarship has a dollar amount. And it pays for your entire education. When did you not get paid? (laughs) Okay, I understand you're not getting a salary. I understand they're not putting Federal Reserve notes in your bank account. If I'm not an athlete and I don't qualify for a full scholarship, which a full scholarship is like if you got a a 4.0 average, if you got a 4.0, you can get it probably any school you want to and you won't have to pay. Now here, then look at this now. They have a criteria where they will say, we will give you a 100% free education if you meet these certain standards. But the average individual doesn't even is even concerned with investigating what those standards are. Sometimes if you I don't know if anybody knew this, but if you come from a single parent home, you could get a scholarship. In some in some cases, um you could get a full scholarship. Here's the point. Our minds minds are mostly like we're mostly just consumers. Um, We're not merchants like we used to be. So as we approach the public, we don't realize we're conditioned to take these Federal Reserve notes we get and put them back in the same people that we got them from, right? 
not amongst our own people, amongst our own businesses that are legally separated, meaning like the NCAA, did you know this, brother, it's a nonprofit organization? Did you know that? (laughs) No, I didn't know that. NFL, NBA are nonprofit organizations. NCAA, nonprofit. All of the sports that have predominantly Negroes in them have salary cap. All the sports that have predominantly Caucasians do not have salary cap. Now, that might seem racist, but no, it's really not. It should show you that the Negro is the slave. (laughs) They're going to cap the Negroes, but they're not going to cap their own. And there's nothing wrong with that, because guess what? We did it to them, and guess what? We we can do it to them again. And it ain't nothing wrong with it, because when we flip this thing on them and they become our employees once again, no, you don't have equal rights to me. Just because you don't have equal rights, that doesn't mean you should discriminate as far as mistreatment of people. That ain't what I mean. I'm saying no man who is a guest in another man's house is going to have equal rights. That's crazy. Why are these people crying over this? You have equal opportunity is what you should be looking at. I don't see where there's not equal opportunity. Somebody show me. You can come into this country... You can raise your own business. You can you can set your status corrected, and you can make millions of tax-free dollars. What what's the problem here? The problem is Negroes hate each other. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. When when one Negro gets something, now he wants to be everybody else's god. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what's happening. You know, oh, I'm conscious, so I'm a god. But yet you're poor and destitute, but you're conscious. You know nothing about government law and commerce, and you're crying discrimination over a place that is set up for you to come out of it and prosper. Man, I don't see it, man. I mean, do you see what I'm saying, Cedric? Where oh, is- no. I, 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 I'm sitting here just shaking my head like I agree, and I when I first read the story, I was like, the first thing I did was I was like, okay, let me read this story because I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, that they were treated like slaves without really understanding the story. So when I read the story, I was like, well, I don't, I'm like, you're kind of fighting a losing battle. I said, because you agreed to play for the school who has the contract with NCAA. They don't have the contract with you. So they can make as much money as they want to. And, and, and from what I uh, the, the article says, and I posted inside the, um, I posted inside the uh, web viewer, it says that they're suing, them. <laughs> they're suing the NCAA for royalties. <laughs> And I'm like, what royalties? You don't get no royalties. You are a student athlete that plays for the school. 
When it comes to the NCAA, that's a whole separate venue from the school. The school doesn't own the NCAA. So what royalties do you think you deserve to get? And, you know, it kind of just threw me off. But as far as um, uh, what you spoke about, uh, us not being able to prosper, um, one of the things that, and it kind of took me a while to kind of understand it, but I remember when you first, when I first came in, um, and I remember you telling us that it was freedom of religion, freedom of religion, freedom of religion, and I didn't understand it. And then I was like, the more I started um, trying to understand commerce, it clicked, and I saw what we were doing, and I said, ah, oh, okay, so I understand it. Now I understand the quote-unquote resolution to the problem that we claim exists, but the the problem that exists is not in the system being broken because we can agree that the system isn't broken. It works. The problem is, like you said, we don't don't invest in each other. We, We don't love each other and we don't respect each other, you know, but does that mean that the system should break down because we don't love each other. It ain't how it works. You know, China don't stop because black people don't get equal rights in America. China's economy is still thriving. And and when China decides to collect on whatever they decide to collect on, they're going to do it regardless if you don't have any rights or not. What I'm getting at is, you know, we pride ourselves on, like you said, being conscious, but are we conscious enough to work together? <laughs> and I don't see that happening. We, we, you know, we keep having these debates with each other. And I say we, not anyone here, but, you know, I've seen many brothers who claim to be conscious and they keep tearing each other down and finding faults and all of these other different things. And I'm like, well, how can we constantly keep you know, claiming to be conscious, but we won't even build with each other. It's pointless and it's counterproductive. You know, so um, I I agree. Um, Another thing I wanted to kind of bring up, because you brought this up some time ago when we were discussing the whole uh, situation with Ezekiel Elliott and the NFL. Well, did you hear about Papa John's, Jerry Jones, Papa John's losing his sponsorship with the NFL? Yep. (laughs) <laughs> Pizza Hut got that sponsorship now. <laughs> really? Yes. Pizza Hut. Yes, they have it. So I guess that whole, I don't know what, you know, if the feud with Roger Goodell and Jerry Jones may have escalated, but I'm sure that probably did. And, um, uh, Jerry Jones lost out. He he, he got his sponsorship deal revoked. So much for Papa John's. <laughs> like I, I'm the, I'm in my mind. I'm done with the NFL because um, because what they did to um, or what they're trying to do. No, what did uh, the what is the guy? Is it the Panthers? 
I don't know. One of the owners on flipped and said, no, you, next year you all can't protest. And so um, I understand from a business perspective why he flipped, but no, man, it's just not right. But I, since you brought up the religion, I, I want to deal next with the next thing we want to talk about is the commerce. So I'll keep us all, all here too long, but I've got to address this issue. Religion. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find the origin of the word. Yes. While you're looking for that, I want to say down here in Louisville, we have Derby once a year. And, you know, we have people that draw the horses and different things for the Pegasus pen and all that. Well, this this Negro uh, gentleman, his name is Keith, and he drew... Uh, the horses for the bourbon for Brown and for, uh, Brown and Foreman, and you know they're beautiful and they, they're on all the liquor bottles. And so he was being interviewed, and they asked, "Well, we know Brown and Foreman gave you a lot of bottles." He said, "No, they gave me ten, and I got to purchase the rest." Plus, also, he's the artist for these bottles, but guess who gets the gets the credits? He had to sign it all over to them. So it just goes to show you, you know, our state of mind consciousness and how things work. You know, as far as the the the, the people so called say the white man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm trying to show something, but I don't. I'm not finding it right now. But um, let me just break down why this works, so we can understand America better. Religion comes from. R-E always, when you use that as a prefix, it always means to uh, do over, to do again, to repeat. But religion basically is to link again or link back. Now, Now, understand what America is trying to say. Freedom of religion. So they're saying you have the opportunity to link back to who you were. And whatever you believe in, whatever you do, you're going to always have freedom to link back to who and what you were and are. And, And America is saying we are not going to prohibit that. So if you get this, Freedom of religion is also freedom to not have an orthodox religion. Freedom of religion is the real freedom. Why? Because when you come into America and you're not operating as a body of people, you're not operating in your true self, you can only be a citizen, lowercase c. Matter of fact, let me look up that a minute while we're talking about this. I posted in the thing, too, of uh, the religion. Uh, it's, it's sort of like from the Wikipedia files, but it does say to join or link, you know. Okay, there, there it is, to join or link. So uh, let me see where is that. Uh, okay. So 
when you read the 13th and 14th Amendment, when you read the 13th and 14th Amendment, um, you will really understand what's going on here in a deeper capacity. Well, I should have put it in 13th. Uh, but here's what I'm saying. You come in as a slave. And you don't have any people. <clears throat> you don't. Your whole nation is is enslaved. So if they made it mandatory to have freedom of religion, and you think that religion is some type of idol god worship in law, in law it's it, it, it's like two different things. In common language, it's they think that that's the real God. When you wake up, you realize that religion is idol God worship. In law, it's part idol God worship or it's part the real you. It can be either or, meaning freedom of religion is freedom to worship any religion you want, freedom to have no religion at all. So when it's freedom to have no religion at all, they're talking about some idol God belief system. But the whole idea is this is a prison colony. It's a British prison colony set up specifically for slaveholders to hold slaves as wards and the slaveholders are the warders. They put their last name on their possession, their legal and lawful possession. It's not personal. It's not any of that. They put their name as a title of possession on persons. Simple and plain. We did it to them first. We took their names from them. We put our names as title of possession on them. All right? So understand, they know this coming in, and they knew that they have to have a means for these people to return back to who and what they are. Simple. Black history. Okay, I really want to see this. Anybody confused about that, what I'm trying to say? As above, so below. As above, so below. Praise the Lord. Here's the 13th Amendment. Go ahead, brother. I was just going to say, brother, that it's basically what we're taught, you know, our culture, history, identity, and our pedigree, we have the freedom to return back to that and operate through that means and mechanism. So that's really what's going on on this planet, really, you know. So, you know, that's really what it comes down to, like return back to who and what you are and operate accordingly, and that's really the bottom line. Not you. Yeah, it is. 
Okay, I'm going to read this. This is what they're saying about the 13th Amendment. The 13th Amendment to the United States Constitution officially abolished and continues to prohibit slavery and and prohibits involuntary servitude. Now, let's see if that's true. Let me find it. Let me find it. That's blackhistory.com saying that. Now, I'm going to read it. And let's see if it's true. I just got to find it, but everybody please be patient. Okay, here it is. And this is not a good look at it, but I'm going to read it. This is the actual 13th Amendment, Section 1. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Now, anybody with half a brain can read this and know that this did not abolish slavery. Now, I'm going to read it again. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except, do you all hear this? Except. So let's put this into proper perspective. Slavery and involuntary servitude as a punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States. Do you all see this? Yes, sir. Yep. Not anybody that does not see this? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read how it is. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except as a punishment for crime. So what does this mean? It means slavery and involuntary servitude shall exist as a punishment for crime. Mm -hmm. How did this abolish slavery? Now, let me tell you how. what the other trick is. If you got two million laws on the book, you got two million chances to break the law and become a criminal. (laughs) So chances of you being a slave or an involuntary servant is highly likely you got two million shots at it. Simple as that. The other thing with the Constitution that is important, though, it's in, um, I think it's Article 1. I'm not going to go into that right now. But the other thing that's important is that contracting, private contracting supersedes the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Because it supersedes the Constitution, this means that when you privately contract before or during the contract of the Constitution of the United States, before the United States Constitution came into existence, who and what were you? You were free to do what you were. So if you were, whatever you were before the Constitution, you can go through freedom of religion and return to it, to that contract. 
And that contract supersedes the Constitution. The United States Constitution cannot interfere with private contractors. If you had a contract before the United States existed, that means that contract can be used as being superior to the Constitution. Well, guess what? If you have a contract, right, and you got a contract from, what is it, 1787, right, before America did anything, if your name is not signed on it, Cedric, if your name, if your signature is not on it, how are you going to prove that that's your contract? You can't. So does it apply to you? No. Simple as that. If you're wearing the name of a slaveholder, but your forefathers are wearing the name that God Almighty gave them, you're going to sign your name to a contract under the slaveholder's name? Wouldn't be wise. (laughs) No. No. Would not be wise. (laughs) I'm 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 here to get my rights. I'm signing slave master's name on behalf of slave master who gave me the permission to use his name and I'm gonna sign his name to a contract that's supposed to be in my benefit. What the hell is wrong with people? <laughs> so if you don't know who you were before that contract, they even give you an out. It's called freedom of religion. You can figure out who you are. You can learn who you are or whatever, and you can get out of this bondage. But then here's the problem. If you think getting out of this bondage means, oh, give me a bunch of money and leave me alone. No. I'm going to write up some sovereign, uh, what some damn negotiable instrument and I'm going to get all, a hundred million dollars for my birth certificate. This is the madness that's out there. This is the madness that's out it, there. It sounds so crazy when you put it that I mean, to hear you really say it, I mean, because I've heard you, you know, break it down before, Brother Priest, and it, it is crazy, but just to hear you break it down and just lay it out like that, it really is absurd. <laughs> it sounds really crazy. It does. <laughs> and I intentionally make it sound crazy. I want to sound I want it to sound as crazy as possible because basically what they're telling you is they don't even know law. For instance, here's the law. I'll give you an example. They issue a bond certificate at birth. It's called a birth certificate. They bond you, right? Now, I can say that in the public, and it's fine. I say that to the general public, no problem. Oh, man, they got us bonded. Oh, I hate them. Okay, so now you're getting into, you're racist. You're getting into the racism now or the bigotry. You're the racist towards Caucasian. There's no reason for any of us to be racist towards anybody or bigoted towards anybody, period. There's no reason. Now, if we've had a history of being at war with them, fine. But you do not judge people 
by the color of their skin, period, or by their nation, right? Okay, so look. You get this birth certificate, and then they give you 16 years before you enter into the workforce officially. They have to give you 16 years. Now, we talked about this in C class, which was um, how to, um, how it's set up. So it's like this. Well, hold on. Let me find this. Can you all see this on the screen? Yes, sir. Okay. So what scripture was that? Uh, oh, Leviticus 25. So what they do is they um, they know this. Because this entire Bible is built into this system. Doesn't matter who's ruling, who has it in, under their control. We're living these scriptures, whether you like it or not, whether you believe in it or not. It doesn't matter if you believe in God or believe in the Bible. It does not matter. Okay. Um, let me think. I think it might have been 33. All right. Okay. Uh, Leviticus 25 and 33. Uh, this is maybe not the best verse, but I'm going to read it because it says this particular. Okay, if a man purchased of the Levites in the house that was sold and the city of his possession shall go out in the year of Jubilee, or Jubile as it's written. So Jubilee is every 49 years, right? Okay, every seven years is a sabbatical year, a Sabbath year. Every seven days is a Sabbath, right? Every seven years is a sabbatical year. So every seven times seven years is a jubilee. Okay, so that's 49 years, right? Now, 49, I'm going to do this math so everybody sees it. Let me tell you what's going on in jubilee. You release the slaves. You release the debts on the slaves. You release all debt. Now watch. You can see this calculator. Now remember, you start working at the age of 16. Well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start from you retire at the age of 65, right? 65 minus, now 16 is going to be what? 49. You work. 49 years. They release you in the Jubilee. Does anybody not see what I'm saying? I see it clearly. <clears throat> Brother Priest, I see it clearly because they be calling the heck out of me. I'm getting to be 65, and they're getting on my last nerve. <laughs> okay. Now, you you legally work at age 65, I mean at age 16, you work for 49 years, and then they have a jubilee. You're 65 years old, and you can re legally retire. Why do they give you some early retirement and stuff like that? It's all commercial. If you wouldn't believe this, you wouldn't know. It's because you got a surplus built up in your uh, on your account. All right, well, actually, can let me see if you all can see this. Hold on one second. Can you all see this notepad? Can you all see this? Yes, sir. Okay, so 
you have bond certificate, right? And then they give you social security cards. This is actually in some of the higher degrees, so some of you are getting a free uh, introduction to it. All right. The bond certificate, birth certificate, holds you into the time of Jubilee. Social security card releases you, and they return to you Raw earnings. They return it to you. Now, they what they've been what they bonded you at, earn this money off of you. They return it to you in raw earnings with the Social Security card. Now, the Social Security card you keep. You keep it in your possession, right? If you pull out your Social Security card right now, it should have a place to sign your signature. Why? Why does it have a place to sign your signature? Why does the birth certificate require somebody else sign it? Because your parents find you, well, how did I put this? Your parents sign the application of membership. And to a corporation. They apply for membership into this corporation. This is actually what's happening now. That once the, and they're and they're accepted, but they're informal. They're accepted as informal. Why? Because they're not the bloodline of the Romans that run this country. So your parents just conveyed you. Your parents just transferred the rights to you. Anybody confused? Anybody got a question on that? I have a quick question. I'm not, I mean, yeah, on this and also, well, basically, okay. How does it, well, I guess it kind of is, wait a minute, let me get this, okay, I'm, I'm, I just turned 60 in December, and I never remarried, like, remarried, you know, on paper, they're married, whatever, just never remarried, period. So, I was, I found out that I was able to qualify for survivor's benefits, the Social Security for my husband. And I applied back in December, um, actually, like, two months before your 60th birthday. You can apply, I found out after the fact. But anyway, I applied. And um, so I'm entitled to get um, 
those benefits. So how does that relate to what we're doing here? I don't want to take us off, though. It can wait to the end if it's going to do that. How does that How does that relate to you being legally married? Well, this whole the, the bond certificate thing, the way that we're talking about it here, is me being the spouse of a deceased, um, my husband, and um, being able to get the survivor's social security benefits, his um, social security, because of turning 60, having not remarried. Um, yeah, under this, what we're studying right now, where does that come in? Okay, that's Exodus, I think it's Exodus 21. Um, well, this is going to be the best way I could explain it. It's going to be kind of difficult for me to explain this, but... Oh, no, don't don't do it now, yeah. then. I don't want to take you off. Um, and then also another thing was when it took them um, several months to process it, and they would have um, given me, you know, a lump sum from, like, December up until this month, but they applied that to a past overpayment amount that years ago they they still you know they don't forget a thing they still keep those records and um, of course that popped up but it's okay it's all good though you know they they got paid so but, um, well the best way I can tell you is well you have a, a, a commercial you uh, you have a commercial contract with that man. Um, your uh, deceased husband. So what happens is they, um, the courts and the whole system is set up like this. They divide dowry and they place, this is what they do with the probate court. They try to see who are the rightful heirs or everything because remember he's gone and if there's nobody designates get those uh what is owed him at the time of jubilee then they gotta find whoever is gonna go to next. He can't get it. Mm-hmm. So most of the time is gonna be the the who he was married to. And right. that, that would mean you would have the decision making over what to do with that those funds. So, of course, they're going to come to you and they're going to say, well, um, you know, you have a right to it. Now, they ain't going to explain it like how I'm explaining it, but when you understand, excuse me, <coughs> when you understand it, you're going to see them do this. Well, you probably already seen them do it. But you, you'll witness them actually carrying out what's in the scriptures. But if you think the Bible is a bunch of myths and stories, about flying disembodied entities, a, a, a cloud that turns into having wings and a halo over it, and it's a disembodied whatever. If that's what you think, of course, you're not going to understand. They are actually living out everything in this Bible according to the law, to the T, to the to to so much so, it is embarrassing to me to see anybody talk about they know these scriptures and they don't know that mm. because they don't know what the hell they're talking about. The white man's the devil. No, he's playing the role of a devil 
He looks like a devil to us. I'll say that. But is he the devil? No. Okay, they discriminate against us. I mean, yeah, there are some races. I agree. There are some people that don't like us because of the color of our skin. But the majority of them, the majority of them are working, and they have, let me just tell you this, seriously. Since day one, they have been working. Believe it or not, go look back at history. You'll see it. They have been working to separate Caucasians who are racist from Caucasians who are not. The racist Caucasians were always the ones that historically we were fighting on the battlefield, on the war fields with. And they have always hated us. We've always hated them. But the reason for these wars wasn't racial. So they have been working since day one to separate the two. They get tired of seeing the Klan members unjustly treat us and not know what they were doing. They they had a big fallout about this. They were in much turmoil because they felt so guilty about their own people doing some of these acts against us. And once you realize that, then you'll see that this book is exactly 1,000% correct. So let me go back to this. All right. So look, uh, well, no, we was talking about the Jubilee and these earnings. Look, this birth certificate is lawful money. It's an instrument of trade. In commerce, is lawful money instrument of trade in commerce. Okay. The proper well, I'm going to use these common language terms. The owners of the child are the parents. A child and a parent, they're both corporations. But you recognize those words in common language. The parent, the flesh and blood living souls that gave birth to an offspring, and I'm talking law. The offspring is commercially signed over to the corporation United States of America. So the rightful quote unquote owners of this property, this child, a child being a corporation now, the parents of this child, they they actually commercially convey the child to the possessorship of the United States of America. Okay, now, that signature or signatures on that birth certificate transfers property ownership rights. Now, there's good and bad to that, but right now I'm sure it sounds totally bad. If it's your own nation, you do the same, except for you're not going to be a corporation. You're transferring the the um, rights of protection as a government 
to your nation, meaning your nation has the obligation to have military. Your nation has the obligation to protect you from foreign enemies. So that's the good part of it. All right. Well, when you're in a foreign nation, you can only, they'll do the same, they'll protect you, but you're going to be the first ones they send out to, to die for the corporation. <laughs> anyway, all right, so, and they're called dogs, by the way, D-A-W-G. When they take you and they put you out in the military and they put you first out there first, it's because they're dogs. They're dogs in the scriptures. They're dogs in the legal system. Am I losing anybody? Am I saying too much? Are you all, is anybody getting lost? You're on track. I'll keep going. Okay, okay. (laughs) Okay, okay. So this piece of, this, this document is on bond paper, and it makes it legal. If you just get regular paper from a tree, that's not, um, that's not um um uh, what do you say currency if you just get regular paper well i'm not going to say it's not it's, if it's totally from a tree it's not currency if they combined it like it's 50% tree 50% listen to this cotton i don't know coincidence that they have cotton paper think about that Cotton yeah. paper is legal and lawful currency. Yep. And lawful currency. Okay, now, Social Security card, if you take yours out and you look at it, it has a place for whose signature? Your signature. What kind of paper is it printed on? Bond, bond paper once again. Why? Because this Social Security card is your receipt for what they owe you from what this bond certificate gave them. So whatever they earned from your labor, they have to return raw earnings to you via Social Security card. I know what people say. Social Security Card Act didn't come in to 74 or whatever. You do not get it. Before this, what were they doing? Before they were giving it back to you, they were give, they were trying to give Negroes 40 acres in the mule. Yep. <laughs> okay, we don't get paid. We're in we're NCAA players. We want, we don't get paid. Yes, you do. They give you a scholarship for the education and a free ride. I don't play basketball. I don't play football. I don't have a 4.0. I got to go to that school and hope I can get some grants, and if not, I got to pay it out of my pocket. But you, you get a full education, 100% free, and you're going to cry that you don't get money. You don't understand. Now, here's what goes on. You are the holder in due course of the Social Security card. In commerce, whoever holds the actual instrument and the original C 
signature, the original signature, they're the ones who have the right to that monetary value. They have you put your signature on your Social Security card, and if you go anywhere and try to use that card and there's no signature on it, they will not do any business with you. They don't know why they don't, that that it's illegal for them to do it. They don't always know why. But, well, we're telling you why. This is why. Because this is what they owe you. So they tally up what they owe you in lawful currency. Meaning gold and silver. And they disperse it to you via Federal Reserve note. That's why I'm saying raw earnings. Because if you notice, what they're taking out of your out of your paycheck, they're taking. Um, I'm gonna describe it as this: they're taking trademark and copyright fees out of your paycheck. They're taking ownership rights, common language ownership rights, or slaveholders' fees out of your check. Amongst other things. And then one of the things they take out is what they are going to pay you back. So that means Reuben Matthews, the Matthews estate, the family or the so called family is getting paid out of your check. The football players. They're walking around bonded. The football players pay taxes. The the NFL owners don't. The league does not pay taxes. It's tax exempt. Who pays the, the taxes for them? The players. So if you see what I'm saying, after the 49 years, the Jubilee approaches, and they release your earnings back to you via Social Security card. You're the holder in due course. It has one signature on it that is your signature. That is the only one who can make that claim. So this is the account that is set up for you, and you collect when they release you like they're supposed to at the time of Jubilee. That's what's actually happening. It ain't got nothing. Okay, they're so racist, right? They're such the devil that they don't give you your money back. But you know they do. You know you get a retirement. An IRA, you get a four well the four one K is a better commercial investment, but you, you get the point. These people are constantly trying to give you money, but yet they're the devil. Come on, man. They're constantly trying to let you go free. And we are this dumb. We are so dumb, deaf and blind, it is ridiculous. It is all emotions that you're hearing. Okay, so what? 
I, I have a I got a, a a school teacher who's tough on us. I don't like him. He always gives us homework. He gives us pop quizzes. He's just tough on us. He his grade trying to get an A in his class is hard. If you ever had a teacher like that, and nobody likes that teacher, but if you pass that teacher's class, you bet you better know that you come out sharp. So here we have slave masters, and a master is an actual teacher. It is not somebody that you're supposed to worship. A master is a teacher. So when we had when we were calling them master and all that, and they're the slave masters. This is why I use slave holder because mm-hmm. they they're holding they're holding us in bond servitude commercially, not emotionally. They're actually holding us in bond servitude, and they're teaching us at the same time. Now, are they going to teach us the same thing they teach their babies? No. It don't even make sense. So a dog, a lion, is going to teach his, his offspring the same thing that the tiger is going to teach their offspring. They're both from the cat family. No, no, it does not. Two lions and two different lions' prides are not going to teach their offspring all of the same thing. There's going to be something different in the same species in every so-called home or homestead, I should say. In every actual home or pride, there's going to be different lessons to learn. But there's going to be a universal lesson amongst all lions. All right. Well, these are different type of beings than us. I would liken them onto the dogs. Romans. They are really dogs. They're canines. They're Romulus and Remus suckling from a jackal. If you all remember that in the Roman history. Suckling from a jackal, that's how Rome was born. Romulus, which is where Rome comes from, Romulus and Remus, two Caucasian babies, actually suckling from a dog. You have never seen that? Look it up. Matter of fact, let me look it up. Probably when you <laughs> say it, that, it just sounds funny to me. <laughs> well, they're different. My point is that they're different than that. Right. They're different. Dogs don't teach their offspring the same thing that cats do. Just, I forgot how to spell Remus. I don't even remember how to spell Remus, but I spelled it correctly, I guess. Look, there he is. There he is. The twin brothers. This is the birth of Rome. They're dogs. This is the birth of Rome. These are silly human beings suckling on a jackal. Just like the scripture said that they would. A jackal would give birth. Or as at least it alludes to it. You see this clearly. These are flesh and blood living souls sucking on a dog for their mother. Okay, well, guess what? 
they're not going to teach the offspring the same thing that we teach ours. Fine. But when it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, they're living this. They are applying this. They are applying everything in these scriptures that have to do with government law and commerce, and Negroes think that they invented this. They didn't invent the Constitution. The 613 law statutes and commandments was the original Constitution. They didn't invent the White House. The Temple of Solomon was the White House, the original White House. They didn't invent Capitol Hill. That was Mount Moriah and Mount, um, what's the other one, Mount Zion. They didn't, none of this stuff is new. They're actually living this. This is what is so crazy to be, that these Negroes go out in front of the public and act like they're experts. Mm -hmm. This is a goddamn, excuse my language, an embarrassment. So where do you think they're going to leave? And I'm I'm including Hebrews that won't that don't know this information, and their minds ain't even there to think like this. They keep telling you, "Oh, the mothership is coming out of the sky." Oh, please. So I gotta wait for a mothership to come out of the sky. <laughs> I mean, man, please. And then the Bible is telling you that that mothership that is coming in the Book of Revelation. Who made it? These Israelites. Anyhow, let me see who's on this line. North New Jersey. Is that Brother Bradley? Brother Bradley. Is that Trevon? No, it's Brother Bradley. Trevon. You understand what I'm saying here, brother? Yes, sir, I do. Uh, mm-hmm. so, Taking notes. What do you think about this, brother? As far as the, uh, the Romans or basically the birth certificate, things of that nature. Anything that that we just that was just mentioning. Mm, yeah, basically, um, with our brothers um, teaching this, I was thinking uh, it's just so far gone from reality. Yeah, we have the common language religion that we deal with. You know, our brothers are shifted, and we, you know, can't get a hold on facts and truth and proper research and reason with reason with these things and come to a logical conclusion on how things actually operate, you know, on this earth. So with that that comes with our state of mind. And we just fell from on high into the place of these Romans and you know, and we're the ones suffering from the beast now, so it's out here, but You've been around Hebrew Israelites on the streets, brother? Yes, sir. I grew up around them. 
How many years have you grown up around? Mm, let's say maybe about four, five years. Do any of them talk like this? No, sir. Not at all. Because it's not given to them to talk like this. No. And I'll say this. Out of love and respect for them, even though sometimes they're crazy-ass idolaters, they had their assignment. They had their mission. And they help. And they're still helping in a lot of ways. But what ends up happening is there's a separation period. And what they brought that was truth is is preserved. And what they don't have is added on to that was like the first resurrection. Go ahead. Somebody says something. Well, anyway, that was like the first resurrection, and we are in the final resurrection. Because the seventh seal is opened where we actually know now what is going on, what has always been going on. We actually know now. It is not racist. Even though they're suckling from this jackal, which is disgusting, these were cast out lepers. And they're suckling from a jackal. This is, and everybody in Rome knows that this is the origin of, of Rome. Even though we still are not to be racist. Now, I, for one, don't you you know that Caucasians have had sex with animals for centuries. They got modern-day pornography. When I was younger, brothers used to show me, hey, come look at this, man. This white girl having sex with this dog. This white girl having sex with this horse. You know, this white girl having sex with this donkey. What? That's another kind of being. But nonetheless, one moment. Thank you. Uh, that's because the uh, thing is on. So you might need to turn it off. Out of the heat, the heat, the heat. Sister Tora brought me a green drink. Thank you. So anyway, um, I'm not gonna keep us too much longer. I am kind of talking about commerce. I didn't get into everything I wanted to say, but. It just the spirit just took me another way. So we appreciate you, bro. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Listen, when you get this, when you start seeing that the most high almighty God is real, is operating through nature and natural law. This is why you shouldn't put a image, a face, a body to it. To the, you can't even explain the most high. And no matter how much you philosoph- have your philosophies and all of that, you you still, you can't explain it. You just, you can't explain it. So 
I'm saying. Yes, ma'am, I got you. All praises to the most high. Um, I'm saying no matter how you look at it, it's going to come back to the, to the fact that this book is so divinely written, it makes fools and idiots out of people who come trying to teach in the name of this book, and you don't even have the basic foundation of how it's written. Government law and commerce. Separating in language. Jesus walked on water. Oh, really? He literally walked on water. Yes, but he, he's, he's God, and he can... He has superpowers like Superman. So here they give us a Jesus that's part Superman and part Martin Luther King, meaning like, or Gandhi, meaning like, oh, just love everybody. Let them beat on you. Turn the other cheek. You know, that ain't what he actually did in the scriptures, but that's what they teach. So they he lets them beat on him, spit on him, crucify him and he can crush them according to how they teach him with the snap of his finger destroy them he can walk on water because he has magic powers he has magic powers and they got people believing he has actual magic powers Unexplainable magic power. Insanity. They are not qualified to stand before any people and teach, but it's just like the scripture said. There will be those in the end time who will deviate from the faith and start teaching doctrines of devils. And these are sorcerers and these are dogs. They're transgressors. And they create all this illusion. Like it really makes sense that we're the chosen. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we that we can prove it, right? But you're telling me we're the chosen, and then everybody else outside of us are all damned. They're all wicked. There's no future for them. There's nothing. And we got offsprings from them. We got babies by them. So, no, none of them are no. I mean, it just is, it's just a bunch of fairy tales. They're standing on the street preaching half-truth and a bunch of fairy tales. They're calling division. They're preaching hatred in the name of Christ, in the name of Most High. If our people are eating this stuff up because they're impressed, in the church they used to say, you know, the, the devil know the Bible better than you. And then it looks like these brothers of ours that are devilish definitely know the Bible better than Christians, and they're using it as the Scripture says they would. To seduce, they use the seducing spirit 
how you hear me talking this and how we talk in this nation, you know you can't tell this to everybody in the public. They'll say the same thing they said to, to Yeshua, crucify him. I learned, I was trained how to talk it, how to deliver it. I was trained for 12 years how to talk it and deliver it. So I know the people's minds well enough to be able to get them to hear it, get them to bypass their, their own blockages, and get them to understand. But I didn't make myself. I was trained. I didn't just come out of nowhere. I was trained. I wasn't like this when I was younger. So anyway, I hope you all understand. Uh, is this um, is this um, is Shane? Are you there? Um, oh, is this, I am, uh, brother. Shut up. I'm here. How long you been here? Um, since since six fifteen or six fifteen. I started like fifteen minutes from the, since the uh, class started. Uh, getting anything out of this? Are you gathering anything? Yes, I've been taking notes. I've been taking notes since it started, and yeah. I know. Great. So listen. What I want to say is, well, I can I can see. Can you go up mute? Can you go on mute? And I hammer this point home. Federal Reserve notes are not lawful money. Anybody remember silver and gold certificates? I have one. Yes. Yeah, I remember when I worked in the bank. I, as a matter of fact, I worked in a bank in the neighborhood where mostly Jewish people lived and um, dealt with that bank years ago. And that's where I, I learned about them. And with that, I yelled. Who said they have one? Brother Shedrick. You have one? Is it a dollar? Yes, sir. Yes, that, that one at the top. What year was it printed? Oh, brother, I, I can't recall because I don't have it, like, right in front of me. It's in a box. I put it in a, a box, and it had some gold shavings and things as well. But I have a, a silver certificate. I bought it when I, uh, say, probably in the middle of 2013. How much did you pay for it? Um, I think the whole thing came up to like, I don't know, $15, $20 maybe. It came with like this, um, I guess you could say a lot. And uh, it, it was a silver uh, certificate uh, that came with a lot. I can't remember exactly what it would be individually, but I know that it came with a lot. It was like $15. Okay. So what happened is the original currency, paper currency, was, well, I don't want to say too much. You used to be able to turn in 
This certificate is legal tender for all debts, public and private, right? Silver certificate used to be able to turn it, turn it in, and it was backed by silver and gold. When it was no longer backed by silver and gold, then obviously you can't have a silver certificate floating around. You can't have right. a gold certificate floating around, right? When you don't have any gold and silver any longer, you must convert into a corporation. So they went from the original republic government into a corporation. Now, that means when you're floating these around, uh, Federal Reserve notes, when you're floating Federal Reserve notes around, there's no redemption in gold and silver. But, like, you can't exchange it for gold and silver. Now, you can purchase gold and silver, but there's no exchange for the equal amount in gold and silver. Or how much? You can't redeem it for gold and silver. It's not equal to gold and silver. All right, now, so the Federal Reserve notes that we get are um, legal tender. One moment. The Federal Reserve notes that we get are legal tender. And all we know is we go and we use them. So we use them and we purchase things. And all we know is that this stuff has value. We perceive it to have value. Federal Reserve note, this note, this note is legal tender. What did the other one say? This certificate. What is a note? It's evidence of something that you owe. You got a card note, you got to pay on a card note. What is this Federal Reserve note? It's evidence of what is owed to the to the Federal Reserve Bank. Okay, now, here's how we got to switch our minds. You kind of heard, uh, some of us may have heard, uh, they removed, they took all the gold from the people and you know, the U.S. is bankrupt. All that's true. But here's what they did. They had to use a, they had to use a note, a debt note, evidence of the debt. But they put laws in place, which is the mythical HJR 192, which says, basically, because I'm going to sum it up. Because the United States government is broke, they have no uh, gold and silver, they will discharge all debts for the citizens, all citizens. HGR-192 became an actual law. And it's a public law, statute at large. So uh, I'm not going to read it. I just wanted to pull it up. I was I was going to read it. 
I'll read this first part. To ensure uniform value to the coins and currencies of the United States, whereas holding of or dealing in gold affect public interest and are therefore subject to proper regulation and restrictions, and whereas the existing emergency has disclosed that provisions of obligations which purport to give the obligee a right to require payment in gold or a particular kind of coin or currency of the United States or in an amount in money of the United States measured thereby. Obstruct the power. You know what? This is confusing if you don't understand. What they're saying is the emergency happened where they ran out of gold and silver. They're saying what they did is they substituted it. They, this was the resolution, meaning they were trying to figure out how to resolve this problem. Wait a minute. Uh, was passed to suspend the gold standard and abrogate, abrogate, abrogate the gold clause in the national constitution. Since then, no one in America has been able to lawfully pay a debt. All right. <clears throat> That's true. But look, I don't want to confuse anybody, so I'm trying to get this point out. Just bear with me. Me being on this line is healing me, by the way, because I was sick so, so sick earlier. Anyway, okay, so look. They owe the international bankers, the Federal Reserve Bank, the Jewish bankers. Obviously, the Jewish people are doing the ancient commerce, right? They, the United States, owe their money. They owed them in, in lawful money, gold and silver. They turned over all their gold and silver. They depleted it. So they had to remove gold and silver certificates from circulation because those gold and silver certificates were no longer backed by actual gold and silver. As a result, they issued a Federal Reserve note. A Federal Reserve Note, a note that is owed to the Federal Reserve, a bill that is owed to a dollar bill is is literally a bill, just like you get a bill to pay your light bill. I, and I know what this will do to your mind because it's hard to figure this out, but I'm going to try to do my best to Make it understood and make it simple. A Federal Reserve note is a note or or evidence of a bill that is or amount that is owed to the Federal Reserve Bank by the United States of America Corporation. As a result. They had to figure out how they're going to deal with all the things that they were pre-obligated to deal with. One of them are these Negroes, Latinos, and Native American slaves. How are they going? To, they can't hold these these people in slavery, these persons in slavery, forever. And they have to have a remedy for them to get out of their bond servitude. 
Because if they don't, the Most High is going to crush them and destroy them for not having the remedy. And they know this. They know it, and they fear it, and they respect it better than our people do. So understand, when they issued the Federal Reserve note, it's no different than monopoly money. It's fictitious money. Psychologically, the people couldn't handle it if they didn't have anything to circulate. That's one issue. But it's not, it's only evidence of a debt. That's why you don't ever actually quote unquote own or legally possess or legally and lawfully have possessorship rights over anything that you use a Federal Reserve note to attain possession over, including your clothes including your shoes, your car, your house. These notes cannot pay off a debt. So how are these things actually paid off? You're paying them off in status, in commerce. I'm going to explain how you do this, but is converted, is converted, is traded by signatures, and then it's released as a debt off of you and released from their possessorship to your possessorship, having nothing at all to do if you put up the Federal Reserve note and buy a house, you know uh, this basketball player, one of my favorites, Joe Smith, they just interviewed him. He's going to be on this interview coming up. The man's talking about how he's broke. All right, now listen to me. The guy, um, Alex Rodriguez, asked him, you paid cash for houses, right? He's like, yes. He paid cash for houses paid in full and still lost his property. How in the world is that possible? If I pay something off, that means it's mine forever because you can't pay it off with a debt note. You can't pay it off. Once you pay it off with a debt note because you agreed to pay it that way, then you have to sign documents, and then the documents release the property to you free and clear, according to your status. I know this is a lot to take in, but I just got to get to where I'm trying to get to. So you got to free your mind from thinking that Federal Reserve notes are your answer. Getting a lot of Federal Reserve notes will help you. I'm not saying that. It helps you to get access to different things that you could not get access to. Yes, that's true. But in the end, all they're doing is transferring rights 
with signatures. So if you know how to do that, and you do that sooner than later, you'll have property free and clear, including a homestead where you do not have to pay mortgages and things like that. Now, we'll use a Federal Reserve note to purchase some houses and real estate and get a house to you, and then we show you how to convert it. You convert it to a homestead. That was yours, free and clear. Nobody can take it from you. You have a real title, and it is yours. What they are doing in this system, brothers and sisters, hear me good, because our people believe that their answer is a Federal Reserve note. They don't. Re- we don't realize that we're not supposed to be using these Federal Reserve notes in the manner, in the capacity that we do use them. We're not supposed to be using these like we use them. Please hear me. They give you money, lawful currency, and everything you do, be it a Walmart card. Mostly, they do rebate. How many Negroes in your life do you know who have claimed a rebate? They do coupons. Coop on. Coop on. <laughs> That's lawful money. They do coupons, rebate, points. Because in real currency, there are points. When you get when you uh, get in an accident with a, uh, in your car, what happens? They put points on your insurance. When you are looking at interest rates determined by the Federal Reserve note, they're using points and they transfer them into percentages so the common people can get it. When you get loans, they they go by points. Points and grades are the same, by the way. But we don't know that the points are lawful money. The coupons are lawful money. The vouchers, the rebates are all lawful means of possessorship. You should not walk out of your house. This is where we got to get our people to as a whole nation. We got to teach this to our people again. It's going to take some time should not walk out of your house thinking about spending a Federal Reserve note first. We don't know any better right now. We got to get used to it. We got to make a conversion. So we got to get comfortable in converting Federal Reserve notes into lawful money. And I'm going to explain how that works. It is really simple. You can convert the Federal Reserve note into you can uh, convert it into lawful money to gain possessorship. 
I'm saying a lot, but I got to get this out. The recording is here, so you can go back and listen. This is what's happening. Step out of the house. What's on your mind is how many Federal Reserve notes do it? How many bills do I have and can put back into this system? The bill is creating more debt, so the national deficit goes up. The lawful money is not being used, so the national deficit will never go down. It's being used by some people in the form of coupons, rebates, vouchers, so on and so forth. But it's not being used by enough of the people. Every time you step out and you go to the Walmart, you go to the store, you're supposed to be using if you don't have a choice, use partial Federal Reserve notes, but you are always supposed to use percentages, points, and discounts. That's their way of giving back to you for them having to remove all gold and silver. Points, coupons, rebates, Sales, even when they had a sale, these blowout sales, Black Friday, all of that. That's their way of trying to give back to the public. The difference is we have to reinvent our mind to, to stop trying to live off of income. It's okay to have income, but you can't prosper with income unless you're severely, I'm saying it in the way I mean it, severely disciplined. And I mean in a good way. It's just really hard to do. You won't get ahead. You won't get ahead without dealing with your own people commercially, circulating dollars through your own people. You won't get ahead. You can't. It's it's against nature. We think it's against this. Caucasians against this. No, it's against nature. Hate does not prosper. Hate does not get financially secure. Hate only creates poverty. Look at our people. Is that love or is that hate? It is hate. We boycott our own businesses to the point where they can't even keep their doors open. That is hate. We are a nation of a bunch of haters. So what I'm saying about converting your mind, why we're doing Central Manifest, why we're saying I'm talking about MCA, I'm showing you, look at this, look at this. For, now, you got to comprehend what I'm about to say because this is not going to make any logical sense unless you understand what I've been leading up to. To have MCA for one year costs you roughly $120 to $240. Wait a minute. So at the most, I pay $240 a year. How in the world is it possible 
for me to pay $240 and get $150,000 in benefits, in benefit coverage. What are they doing? They're trying to return it to you. They're trying to return it to us. We get a 100, like, look, if you go to the hospital, you go, you get your car told, whatever, you go try to get an attorney, understand that discount, that's a payment. If they're taking 65% off of something that costs $100, that's $65 that they just got. Cedric, did that make sense? Yes, sir. I'm saying, I'm saying, look, get fifty percent off. We're thinking we're getting a discount, right? Which we we are getting a discount, but we're not understanding what a discount. Discount. What is a dis? And what is a count? Now, what I'm saying is. They're literally giving us money, lost money. So if it's 65% off of something that costs $100, they're going to give you the $65 in lawful money, which is the discount, and they're going to ask for the balance of 35 Federal Reserve notes. Anybody lost? Anybody lost? I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Anybody got a question where I'm at right now? Shalom, brother. Could it? Yeah. That specific transaction, could it just perhaps be equated with balancing the ledger of accounts and debits? The fact that they're giving you back, <clears throat> they're giving you back the quote-unquote discounted money, but in exchange of Federal Reserve notes to offset the quote-unquote debt, so to speak, in that specific transaction. That's exactly what it is. You got it. You got. That's exactly what it is. If they're giving you lawful money, then what is that going to do? That's going to lessen the national deficit. But they, as much as they put this stuff out, the masses of people are miseducated. Cocazoids are like. It ain't just us. I mean, they're miseducated to some greater or lesser degree. It ain't as bad as us. But like I'm saying, are they going to teach their sons more than they're going to teach your sons? Of course. They didn't just count on the fact that eventually they were waiting on it. They didn't know how it was going to happen. But they 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 knew that eventually something was going to happen. They just couldn't account for it when it was going to happen. Something or somebody was going to spring up and return all this ancient knowledge to these people. And it ain't just them on this. It ain't just us over here. The whole planet needs this return. This is the seventh seal opened, and the Most High gave it to this nation. Anyhow, back to what I'm saying. They're trying to give you lawful money. We keep walking away from it, like, and it means nothing to us. Oh, I'm gonna pay full price for this air flight. I'm gonna get on the plane. No, I don't have one of those point cards. You know, I don't need it. I'll just pay money. I don't have time to sit down and read it. I don't have time to even think about it. 
This is what's actually happening. They're doing it in the grocery store. They're doing it at the Rite Aid. They're doing it at Walgreens. They say, hey, get this card. What do niggas tell you? What do these crackpots tell you? Oh, man, that's the devil. Don't sign up with Rite Aid. They get too much of your personal information. Well, I think that they might need it in order to give you lawful money. I mean, come on. Come on. Okay, so look, you get the card, you go to Sam's Club, you get the discount. You get the card, you go to Walgreens, Walmart, Rite Aid, you get the discount. CVS, you get the card, you get the discount. You get the lawful money. If you use the coupon and you use the discount at the same time, you probably won't have to come out of any Federal Reserve note. Then how many more Federal Reserve notes would you have in your storehouse, in your private bank? How many more would you have? You're going to have a whole lot more. So my point is, I'm going to hammer this from now on, every week, Shedrick. we gotta, we got to hammer this. we got to convert our minds, get away from thinking that i got to spend Federal Reserve notes every time I go to make a purchase. Because you do not, you do not, matter of fact, I believe 99.9% of everything that I'm looking at and I see in my life, they're trying to give you some money back, some lawful money. They're trying to give you this break. They're doing everything they can, except for flat out telling you what it really is. A lot of them don't even remember that this is what it really is, but you know. Okay, so here's my last point. Federal Reserve note. I used to say this in the public when I first started on blog talk. I mean, you know, yeah, on uh, talk show and not talk show, automatic and blog talk. Federal Reserve note can be converted back into lawful money when you sign certain documents such as a 1099A form. Okay, so let's say you get a house, you paid $100,000 in Federal Reserve notes, You got the house, no mortgage. The house is not yours. You did not homestead it. You did not acquire it. Did not homestead it. Did not acquire acquire it. So you just fill out a couple of documents. You put your signature on them, and then 
once the obligation or the deed is satisfied or you handled the deed that you had to handle, meaning the job, um, the work that you had to do, once you satisfy it, once you do all the work you had to do to get it, it's transferred to you free and clear. <coughs> Hear me again. You do the work. Once you complete the work, you sign off on it, and the property is turned over to you free and clear. You sign the right documents because you have the right knowledge. You're in the right state of mind. You actually understand what's for real going on. And now you're going to operate that way. Therefore, they're going to turn over to you when you sign those documents, the property free and clear. Why is it that Joe Smith did not know that? Great basketball player, made millions in his life. He's on this interview talking about he paid cash for houses and cars and lost all of it. That makes no sense. If you pay cash for something, that means it belongs to you. Now, if it, well, that's what it's supposed to mean. If you really have something that you paid off, that means it belongs to you. Nobody can take it from you. Now, if you got to sell it, in order to pay somebody else, they're different. But there's no way in the world that you should sell a house that you got, that you owe no mortgage on, and then lose the house after you so-called pay it off. Something is missing from our education, and that is obvious. Now, when I put it that way, it becomes obvious. When you're walking around this illusionary world, living in that matrix, you, you can't see this. And believe me, Hebrew Israelites on the streets are not going to teach it. It is not for them to teach. They're going to teach it after they hear us say it. They're going to eventually start following what we're saying, which they're kind of doing now. They're trying to do it. But it came from the most high to us. That don't make us better. This is just our assignment. If you understand what I'm saying, when you take a Federal Reserve note and you use it to get physical possession of some property. If the contract says you need to pay such and such amount of Federal Reserve notes, after you pay those Federal Reserve notes, that $100,000 for that house, it's still not yours because the Federal Reserve note does not satisfy a debt. What satisfies the debt? your conscious knowing of what else needs to happen. So then you've signed this property as a homestead. You've done the right taxation um, where you can't be taxed for certain things and you uh, acquire it with a document like a 1099A form. Many of you have heard of that. And you acquire it. So now everything's satisfied. And now it is yours. So when you step out of your house, oh, the same thing goes for rent, by the way. 
You're supposed to be doing rental credit. You're supposed to be getting your rent money back when you file taxes, at least a great portion of it. All of these Federal Reserve notes are supposed to come back to you. Let them come back to you. Whenever you step out and you go to make a purchase of a stick of bubble gum, for God's sake, you need to apply discounts and points. So the reason why they had to switch over to something like a credit card is so that they can differentiate between, they couldn't do it with Federal Reserve notes because there was no way to track points and discounts just because you had to write it down. This way is computerized. So, again, you know, people that are out of their mind, oh, it's the devil. There's a conspiracy against you. No, you idiot. They've modernized the technology to make it easier to determine who gets it and who does not. So they're taking, you go and you use a, a debit card, you use a credit card, you use a bank card. And you make a purchase, right? For every purchase you make, there's supposed to be points acquired or earned, or you can use points to get a discount. Emma, is that making sense? Yes, sir. I'm sitting here just totally amazed at, you know, how you broke it down, and you broke it down before. I've heard it from you before. And... um I, I want to say or ask you, in all of this essence of what you're just telling us, I want to ask you a question. It takes me back to when you first was talking about how they, back then, I mean, are we in this time right now where they were, those that are in power now, their ancestors were back then when they pulled them coattails? Are we not in that time frame right now where our coattails are being pulled? We're being called out to do something else like they were. Is that... Don't you see that as this time now? They've been doing that for 200 years, pulling our coattail. Yes, sir. And, and, I, and I, lit, I literally mean this with everything. See, if you're approaching life like, oh, the white man's the devil, or if you're not even saying he's the devil, oh, they oppressed, they enslaved us. Do they oppress us? I mean, they, there are some things they do that is oppressive, but are they really oppressing us? No. We're oppressing ourselves, for real. The deeper you get into this knowledge, the more you're going you're gonna to wake up one day like I did and be like, holy smoke, man. My own people have been lying to me, crying, victims. They've been crying victims and trying to get me emotional enough to follow that madness. The almighty white man is so powerful that he's more powerful than the word of the Most High Almighty? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? He's more powerful than the scriptures. He's more powerful than the laws of the Most High. That's what they're essentially teaching, really. So you should fear him. You should fear this devil. I don't have nothing to fear with this man if I ain't got nothing to hide and I don't do nothing wrong. I don't have anything at all to fear. Period. I, maybe I might run into a racist cop who just don't like Negroes. 
that might happen. But the majority of the time, the real problem is they already see us in a certain light. They already see us as wicked and evil. We keep thinking they're wicked and evil for killing us, which is not right that they keep killing us, but it's lawful that they keep killing us. It is lawful. We're under their possessorship. We're their property. My point is, when you, the more you wake up, you're going to start saying, man, I could have clicked my heels at any time and woke up and got free. It is that simple. But the challenge is you can't trust Negroes. They're lying, backstabbing bastards. I mean bastards in the lawful manner. No father that gave them discipline and law. They're liars. They're fornicators. I'm keeping it real. I'm talking about your so-called conscious. I'm talking about your so-called Hebrews. I'm talking about your so-called Muslims or whatever the hell else. They just use that stuff to further commit their freaking transgression. They try to claim polygamy, right? They do it unlawfully, and they really just want to do it so they can fornicate and have orgies and all that madness. See, it, it all comes down to wicked behavior. In reality, you got to walk out of the door and start converting your mind into saying, oh, I left my wallet or my purse with the money in it. And say, oh, I left my wallet or my purse with the lawful money in it. The real stuff. Everything should be discounted or pointed. You should earn points or you should use points. Everything. Gas. They give you a gas card. Again, what I'm trying to say is they're trying to give out this new form of currency in plastic so they can digitally, electronically, mathematically count who has earned and deserved lawful money. So they can apply these this lawful money to you, the individual. That's essentially the foundation of it. You don't hear me talk like this often because I can't. Because people would think I'm nuts. But you all can keep up with what I'm saying because you have enough awakeness that you can understand. But these people think that this type of reality is, is like a fantasy to them. They think the real life is a fantasy. And they think that the fantasy is real life. Again, don't go to the wall. Now, we, we, we're not going to all do this overnight. But I'm saying, let's put this thought in our mind. If I'm going to buy some groceries, I better get some of those lawful money. I don't care if it's 33 cents. Listen how a coupon works. Listen to how this works. Get a coupon for 30 cents. If something costs a dollar, that means I take the coupon, I spend 30 cents. Now the product I'm trying to get is only going to cost me 70 cents instead of reserve note. Right? But look, the coupons double and triple. 
So a 30 cent coupon could be worth 90 cents in lawful money if it's tripled. If it's doubled, it's 60 cents. But if it's tripled, it's, it's 90 cents. So now that dollar item becomes 10 cents in Federal Reserve notes. Okay, now how about this? That dollar item is now on sale for 50 cents. I got a 30-cent coupon that triples. I walk in there, I give them 90 cents in lawful money for a 50-cent item. Now what happens? They owe me 40 cents in Federal Reserve notes. Anybody lost on that? Do you all see what I'm saying? This is lawful money. Please, somebody. Makes sense, brother. I know. We don't hear people talk like this often. We don't. I know. This is the real this is the real Hebrew faith. Seriously. This is what we call Sir, go ahead. Somebody say something? I thought I heard somebody say something. This is how you need to be thinking. So when it, it makes no sense. I give you you telling me I give you MCA, I give you two hundred and forty dollars, you're gonna give me back a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Go into a hospital, get injured or something, go into a hospital and try to pay a hospital bill out of your own pocket. That's damn near impossible. You have to you have to get a loan. Because when we're going to the hospital or whatever we're doing, we're not using lawful money. You got to keep your eyes and ears open for where is this lawful money? How can I acquire it and use it every day? So I give you $240 MCA, and not only are you going to give me $150,000 in lawful money, that I can use in the hospital, I can use at the dental office, I can use at the vision office, I can use with attorneys, I can use with getting my automobile towed. This is a no brainer. <laughs> you two forty, you give me one hundred and fifty thousand. What idiot would turn that down? Guess what? They do it every day. Excuse me. They do it every day. Now look, why are they doing that? They're trying to give it back to us. On top of MCA giving you $150,000 a year in benefits, not only that, but they also give you a chance that if you go and tell somebody else about this and you make sure that they understand it and they really see it, then you can earn additional Federal Reserve notes. Then your storehouse is going to be full of Federal Reserve notes you can take those and convert them to lawful money. Somebody say something? That's the last point I want to make. Readjust your mind. Start thinking about this. Go to mcasmartchoice.com. Read it over. Start thinking about what I'm saying here and how this works. 
you'll be able to make some cash and all of that, but you know, you need you need some benefits. You don't want any emergencies to happen and you can't cover it. I, let me tell you this one last thing. My mother-in-law has 100% coverage in all types of benefits. And what Tor, Sister Torah arranged with, she took 80% from one company and 20% from another company and she uses both of them together for 100% free everything for my mother-in-law. If you all don't hear me, this is as real as it gets. That's real So that's real currency. <laughs> that's real currency. Readjust our minds. Visit mtasmartchoice.com. I apologize. I held you all over too long, but the spirit got in me. I just had to go with it. All praises to the most high. Shalom, shalom. Thank you, brother. Shalom, shalom. brother. Shalom. 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 We can all return for the season. Shalom. Shalom.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.